0: it's time for the truth, here's I do you listening to Haney, yeah. listening to Haney. Haney.
1: Haney. Haney. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, brought to you by HaneyUniversity.com. HaneyUniversity.com, sign up for my free instructional videos that go out weekly, And find out information about golf lessons from me at my studio in Paradise Valley, Arizona, right there at HaneyUniversity.com. All right, today I'm going to talk about uh, a little bit about this article that I saw on Twitter. It was from this site called GolfMagic.com. I think they're a a, uh, London-based uh, site they call themselves the number one in golf news wh- whatever that that means but they are one of the media members that is typically kind of writing something negative about l i v this this' is a common occurrence i mean you you, you know it, it's it's like the whole media golf media is in cahoots with the pga tour and every chance they get, they're going to bash the LIV, and it's just—it's just what it's just they. I don't understand it. I, I it, it, you know, it, it's something that just baffles me because, you know, I, I love watching the PGA Tour. In, in particular, I like watching the elevated uh, tournaments that they have now with the great fields. I love watching LIV. I love it's a different format, the team thing. Uh, They show so many more shots, Uh, not so many announcers to drive me crazy. Uh, I like like that, more golf you get to see. Anyway, I like them both. So I think the fan has benefited. I think the players have immensely benefited. I mean, without a doubt. I mean, they're playing for more money, more playing spots than have ever existed in professional golf a point that you can't, can't even argue. The players are so much better off financially, at least, uh, than they've, than they've ever been, you know, there's this court case going on and it's the LIV and the PGA tour and LIV's contention is, is that the PGA tour is, you know, in violation of antitrust and they, are trying to squash out any competition, which I mean, they they pretty much are. That's you know, but but whether or not they're in violation of antitrust is another story. That's something they'll have to they'll have to prove in court. And then they sued the Liv sued the tour, and then the tour you know sued them back, and you know this whole thing's going on. So there's all these court documents that are coming out now, and and one of the things that that people in the media uh, some people on on social media refer to it as the corrupt golf media, and uh, there's no doubt about it. There's a lot of quote unquote fake news that you hear and and uh, see written about uh, the whole LIV PGA Tour things. But one of the 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 deals that came out is is about the players' contracts. Of course, th- th- this is. This is something that people have been trying to knock. You know, you know, if, if players decide they're going to go and play for a different league, it's their decision. I'm sure they figured it out with their agents that they're, you know, going to make more money, or they're going to play less, or they're going to be, you know, they're going to be able to take care of their family. You've heard heard players talk about this. Uh, Harold Varner III said, "You know, this is setting up. You know, my family and my kids for for there is a you know generational you know uh, investment that I'm making." And and he was off. Uh, Thomas Peters, who just signed with the Liv, that you know I'm, I've got two kids and I don't have to play as much, and I'm going to make more money and see my kids more. And who who could blame somebody for making a, a, a call like that? But these players have all signed contracts. The players that went to play for for Liv, and now some of the stuff on the contracts are, are coming out, and people in the media are trying to pick it apart. You know, I mean, basically what they're trying to say is that you know these guys all signed crappy deals. You know that there's all these 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 things that are not good in the contract, and, and I would have to say that first off, you know, guys that have signed with Lav have, have thought this through. I would think pretty good. They've all got agents that have thought it through. I'm sure they've had every single plus and minus uh, explained to them. Mm-hmm. Nothing that's coming out now is is a surprise to any of these. Players who have signed with the Liv, but for whatever reason, the media thinks this is a big deal. So this GolfMagic.com writes this article and they talk about the Liv golfers' contracts and you know all these things that are are, are you know bad in the context. It, 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 and their headline was revealed: crazy details emerge of big money LIV contracts. And then they list all these reasons that they think, you know, are crazy and, and these, these these things that are so bad, okay? So so I'm going to take you through this list and explain explain the list the list to you, okay? All right, so number 1 was players must play in every LIV event. And the LIV Retains the sole discretion into as to the number, but they had said the most it's gonna be is fourteen. Last year it was eight, now it's gonna be fourteen. So all the players when they signed up, they knew they're gonna play in fourteen events. This this is not a surprise. So they they, they have the sole discretion of the the number and the location and the dates of the events. They're not gonna have one the week of Christmas. Uh, you know, you kind of know what all the events are. They're not going to, they're not going to conflict with the, the majors. We know that. And of course they, they want them to play in every event. So, so that's, is that a, you know, it's four, it's 14 events. The PGA tour is going to have, you know, you know, 20 elevated events. You got to play in 19 of them. Okay. So, so how is that like a. A big bad thing. I don't. I don't get it. Okay, here's point number two. Players grant Liv an exclusive, perpetual, royalty-free, worldwide license to exhibit and use a player's identification in, in connection with any prom- promo activities, apparel, and all content created by Liv during the term of their contracts. That's something that every player has has uh, has had forever the PGA tour does that and and is is probably more restrictive because the, you're not you, you're not even allowed to do anything on your own you don't own you don't own any anything if you're on the PGA tour this was a big beef that Phil Mickelson had so so what's the point of 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 that that's bad point number 3 players must wear LIV team apparel in LIV events non-LIV tournaments, and other events in which they must participate. So, in, in other words, if they have to go do something for LIV, then they have to wear the V clothing. Okay, what what does that mean? Well, I've, you've seen all these players on LIV that have multiple logos on their shirts and their hats and everything so what what does that mean? It means they need to put the logo of their team on their clothes. It's an additional logo then it didn't say you can't have any other logos you're not allowed to represent a clothing company you're not allowed to represent Nike I mean Brooks Kepka's out there he's got Nike on but you you have to have the logo of your you know l i v or your team okay what i mean what's the big deal about that no, number 4 players must agree that will not enter in any conflicting contract well of course they have that in there what would you expect them to have you say hey you know you can have you know this contract with us but you can just Go do anything else you want at any time, and have. I don't. I'm not sure what the point is there that they're trying to make that this is such a terrible contract. Player number five. Players are required to use their social media platforms to promote Liv. Okay, that means that they, you know, when they want the players to post something occasionally, whenever. I don't. I don't think. I don't know if it says you know ten times a day. But you got to point post something on social media. Well, these players have all bought into the fact that they are going to benefit if this LIV works out, and they're all part owners of their teams that they're on. They own, you know, presumably the captains own a bigger percentage. You know, the Phil Mickelson's the. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau, Brooks Koepka, Dustin Johnson, they're the captains of their teams, and they own a bigger percentage than the the other three players on the team. But their long-term profit, they think, is going to be greatly enhanced by sponsorship for the team and ownership of the team, clothing that they sell that has their team logo on it. So why wouldn't they want to post something occasionally about their team on social media? Like, I don't think any, any players looking at this, you know, and see, I've had a lot of contracts in, the, in, in, in my life in the golf business, and every one of them said the same thing. You know, you need to post something on social media. You know, it, it didn't, didn't tell me exactly how many I needed to do every, every day but you need to post something on social media to promote our company. What's the big deal there? Number six in this article. Point out all the things that that are so restrictive and so bad about these LIV contracts. Players are obligated to make required appearances, including multiple sponsorship activations, receptions, meet and greets, and appearances at each team's draft event. Okay. Well, they have a big party, before all the events, we've, we've we've you know seen that on social media, and they're nice parties, very casual. Uh, they appear to really do it upright. It seems like the players enjoy it. They're 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 casually dressed. They're out there, you know, partying, drinking, and they're required to show up. All right, well. You know, on the PJ Tour, they're required to play in pro-ams, and, and, you know, so they're required to go to a, a party once in a while. I don't see what the big deal is there. Number seven, players must lend their likeness to create content, including photo shoots, video content, participate in a mini-series documentary series, and agree to their inclusion in LIV marketing materials. Well, any player that is trying to build equity in a team would want to do those things. I mean, they got to show up for an an occasional photo shoot. And and the thing there is, you know, do you have to fly across the country to do that or do they say, "Hey, you're at the tournament, and we need some promo pictures, and, you know, if you'll come over here to the back of the range at 2.30 in the afternoon and just let us shoot a couple pictures, or, you know, we want you to film a video. Like, they've got all these little promotional videos they're doing with the team captains, and they say about three or four words. I mean, it couldn't take, you know, an hour to film any of that stuff. Okay, so that, that's, that's some big, oh, my gosh, look at all the stuff they make them do. I don't understand how that's anything. Okay, number eight, players are prohibited from providing exclusive interviews with or appearances in or on any media or social media in relation to any LIV activities without first obtaining LIV or team operator approval. Well, I don't think that's, that's something that's like negative or restrictive. I bet, I bet the players love that. Because that's not necessarily something that they they want to do. Like they know that all these interviews that are taking place with these golf media, you know, people, the corrupt golf media in particular, they're all just trying to, you know, write a negative story. So why would why would a player want to participate in a negative story? And the Liv is trying to shield that from happening. First off, it makes sense for Liv to do that, and second off, it's great for the players because when somebody asks them for an interview, they could just say no. Right? You know, I I uh, I'll check and see if I I can do it, or I'll check if I you know. And they didn't want to do it anyways. So they've got a built-in excuse, okay? Uh, number nine, players are required to participate and assist LIV with meetings, negotiations, and other activities with corporate sponsors, including promotional activities and league, and league activities. Once again, the players are going to benefit if LIV does well, and they're asking players to try to How I suppose if they get a sponsor, a big sponsor on the hook, and they say hey uh, you know I'd like you to meet brooks kepka or I'd like you to meet dustin johnson or you know they're going to come and talk to you about liv and what it means and why they like it so much not really sure how that's a, a, a big big negative i mean i hardly believe that all these players that have played on the pga tour for how many ever years have never been asked to talk to a sponsor one time or do anything for a sponsor or show up and and say hello to a sponsor. I mean, that's just a a normal thing. Number 10, at LIV's request, players must introduce LIV representatives to the players existing or prior sponsors to facilitate sponsorship discussions for LIV and other LIV players. In other words... They want the players to introduce them to their contact with any particular sponsor they have, and they're going to try to sell them a sponsorship. Well, why wouldn't a player want to do that? I mean, he's not trying to to protect what he's got. He's trying to enhance what he's got. So, for instance, let's say let's say a player is represented by a certain company. I don't know what the guy. Maybe it's a watch company. Can you introduce us to the guy who runs some marketing for this company? We'd like to see if you know they they represent you. We'd like to see if or you represent them. We'd like to see if if they would want to do a sponsorship deal with your whole team or LIV. Why wouldn't any, any agent want to do that on their own? Like, like my agent would have done that every single, he would have said here, here's all the contacts. You know what? These guys might be interested. These guys might, because you know what, when, when, one person does good. Everybody does good. The whole team does good. The whole thing does good. I, I, don't, I don't see how that's a, a bad thing. At bed 365 we
0: don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field.
1: begins number 11 players must not make statements or commit acts in public forums that are false defamatory, slanderous or may adversely affect the reputation of public image of any relevant person and that means they they don't want to have negative things said about liv liv shareholders or like the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Well, I think that pretty much goes without saying that that would be a smart thing to put in a contract. You know, if somebody is going around making terribly negative comments uh, about the people that are paying them, that probably wouldn't wouldn't be something that, that any em- employer would want, I don't think. And by the way, Phil Mickelson made some really bad comments, and he still got hired by them. So, I mean, I don't know how bad all that stuff is. Anyway, it, 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 this article goes on, and they say, in short, at least some, these LIV contracts appear to be more restrictive than other contracts. And that's not, that's not really the case. That's all basic stuff. That you would find in pretty much any contract. I mean, I, I've had a lot of contracts with different, different golf companies, and I don't see you know anything in there that's out of the ordinary or different than you know anything that might be in a, a, a you know anybody's contract that's representing a company or playing on a in a league or anything like that. You know, it's just, it's just interesting how every single thing that you, you read about, they try to put a negative spin on it when it comes to LIV. And like I said, when I started today, I don't get it because everybody's benefited. The people that haven't benefited, I guess, are the, Television, you know CBS, NBC, because they bought something that isn't as good as what what they paid for. You know that 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 could be the fields aren't as good, but some of the fields are better. Players have benefited; they've got more money to play for. There's more playing spots, and yet. Everybody wants to pick a hole, in and find something that they think is negative to to write about, to talk about. When I, I don't see how any of this stuff is negative. I like I, there's more golf to watch. It's better viewing. The tournaments are better on the PGA Tour. The live golf is fun to watch. I think it's fun to watch. I have a lot of people that tell me they love watching it. And yet every single article, it seems, has a negative spin on it, including this one, talking about these players' contracts, when to me, I look at that, all their points, and I don't see how any of it is is a negative or not typical as what you would see in other contracts. Anyway. Just caught my eye. This this uh, this this article uh on golfmagic.com. And uh, but it's it's similar to to a bunch of articles that I've seen on this same typical subject. Hope everybody enjoyed the podcast. Remember my voodoo pain relief cream if you've got the arthritis pain it is the absolute best product, pain relief cream, that will help you try it out. Just go to voodoopainrelief.com and make sure you hit the follow button on the iHeartRadio app wherever you get your podcast, so you get the Hank Caney podcast every day. Hope everybody has a great day. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you soon on the Hank any podcast.